The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. This is Alice Cooper, the original Technotard, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. We have the show that talks about computers, computer technology, and, and the. Oh, let me get, hold on. Let me get this boot off my head. You just stepped on me. <laughs> I always forget that when it's you, people on thing, you always say the first word. Well, because he. No, because well, there's three of us, so he says the first word, but he kind of paused and that kind of threw That's you why off. why I went. It's my fault. You know, it's funny because I've had people ask me, they said, how long have you guys been doing this show? And About I, two weeks. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's been about two weeks. No, we've been doing this show now. This is our 25th year of doing the show. And people always say, well, how long have you been doing the computers, technology, and the internet? 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> but yet we uh, still find a way to screw it up somehow. <laughs> it works. Uh, well, actually, this has been a, a pretty crazy week. Um, it's good to know the, the show from last week just got posted. So uh, last Monday, so it's kind of cool trying to get him posted within a couple of days rather than a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the response has been pretty good for that one, especially John Krause and the photos he took. I've already heard from people that listen to the show that are into photography that have, have thanked us for us because they didn't even know about him. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, wow, we should yeah. get him on the show. I was thinking that, oh. that would have been cool to get him on today. We do have a guest coming up a little later on. Uh, Rosemary Roller, I'll just tell you about that. She's a communication specialist with Go.Verizon, uh, and they are contracted with Verizon. They work with them, and they're, they're, she's going to be talking about the phishing attacks that have been happening on the web and what states, and we've got it on my Facebook. I'm going to put it on the website and our blog. What states are the most vulnerable? Which state, let me ask you, do you think is the most dangerous state to be online with? When it comes to vulnerabilities with phishing and cyber scams, California, you would think that, De- right? Delaware, actually, Delaware, <laughs> Delaware. Does anybody live in Delaware? Yeah, there's people who live in Delaware. Oh, okay. It's actually Wyoming. What? Seriously? Yeah, Wyoming is Why? the one that has the highest cases Wyoming. per capita. I don't know what it is, but it has to do with privacy law as well, because of the repercussions of doing some of these phishing scams and how the law applies and goes after some of these people doing that stuff. So we'll we'll talk to her a little later on in the show today about that. But I think getting John Krause would be would be super cool. You said he was what, twenty years old now? Twenty, twenty one, yeah. Or John Krause Photos. John Krause Photos dot com. Justin, you're in Denver, Colorado. This past week you got you had an actual blizzard in Denver. Yeah. So like March, you would think Ah, it's springtime. Well, actually, that's March is the snowiest month in Colorado. And uh, yeah, they were uh, meteorologists were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be like a storm of the century. It's a generational storm. And uh, we're going to get, you know, anywhere from four to eight feet of snow. And everybody's freaking out. Like, I, I actually kind of considered buying a generator just in case. Yeah. And I couldn't find one anywhere. Everything was sold out. Like, everybody was scrambling to get all their supplies and uh, the generators and stuff. I mean, I stocked up on a bunch of candles from the Dollar tr- Dollar Tree or whatever. Oh, yeah. You can't know, can't go but, wrong there. Yeah, why not? Well, I actually try. I actually tried doing the um, the clay pot heater. Have you heard about this thing? No. So you take like a, a pie tin. You put in four of the little tiny uh, Motif candles, the little uh, tea tea light candles, yeah. if you will. You put them in the pie pin, 
or pie tin, excuse me. Yeah. And then you take a clay pot and you put it upside down over the top of the candles. But you got to leave a little bit of uh, airflow room from the bottom. Right. And those candles will then heat up that clay pot to the point where that clay pot will actually provide enough heat for a small room. Are you kidding? I've never heard of that before. I never heard of it either. And I tried it and it actually works. Now, we put it in our living room, which is a pretty big room. It didn't really make much of a difference. Plus, the fact that we never did lose electricity. So, right. Kind of, I mean, it was already 70 degrees in the house to begin with. So it's not like it was like, oh, wow, this is working. So is that a tried, but, true scientific method yet? Well, no, but like, you approach it. If you approach it, put your hands anywhere near it, you can definitely feel heat radiant, radiating off of it. So that's a pretty cool little thing. If you got like a clay pot and some candles and you run out of electricity or whatever, give it a shot. But, but you have to use the, the pie tin underneath. You couldn't just put it on shag carpet or um, anything. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not shag carpet. I would highly suggest don't you don't burn your do house that. down. Uh, yeah, and then you got a lot of heat. Um, but uh, no, I, I would say just put it on something. I mean, you could put it on like a cutting board or something like that. Yeah. I mean, just something to kind of hold the the uh, candles in it. But yeah, so, we take I mean, no liability if you do this. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Something bad happens. What you do on your own time is your own thing. My we cat have... caught on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Tech Talk Radio is not responsible for anything you may do to yourself. Um, no, but like, so they, they, they said there was going to be this huge storm and it was supposed to hit Friday night. So Friday night comes, it's raining a little bit. I go to bed, you know, I come out, wake up the next morning. It's just wet. It's not even snow. It's just wet. And I'm like, oh, great. And then all of Saturday, all the meteorologists on TV, oh, it's coming. It's going to hit. You better be careful. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. And I, I, by Saturday night, it was still just barely even snowing. I'm like, okay. It's so is, disappointing, isn't it? I was like, come on, guys. This is getting ridiculous. Like, it goes back to the whole, you know, that whole meme thing about fake news. It's like, you guys are just doing this to make money, sell advertising. You know, this is getting ridiculous. Like, you're just, you're getting, you're fueling the fire and nothing's happening. Yeah, this right? is coming from guys that work in TV, too. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I work in TV. And I'm like, this is, this is getting ridiculous. And then I go to bed, I wake up Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Like, it hit. It hit Sunday morning early, and it was insane. It, it was, was relentless, wasn't it? It was a blizzard. We got 23, 24 inches in about 24 hours. So it was about an inch an hour. But the wind was just whipping around, blowing the snow. We had four-foot drifts. Um, it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was all day Sunday. Wow. And then it didn't end until probably about two in the morning on Sunday, I want to say. But yeah, it was it was a pretty big one. It was funny because I actually made a post on our little neighborhood Facebook page. And I used the GIF, uh, the animated GIF of uh, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction, where he's kind of looking around going, what? Where? <laughs> yeah, I've seen and that. I was like, yeah, this is the snowstorm. And he's like, what? Where? And then the, the when it hit Sunday, I made an update to that post. And it was a, an animated GIF of John Locke from the the TV show Lost. Oh yeah, saying saying, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody kind of laughed at that because they thought it was kind of funny. It was like, yeah, I was wrong. We're getting hit pretty bad. So yeah, uh, I want to say yeah, it was uh, about 20, 23, 24 inches. Of now, snow. yeah, I saw you with a post something about uh, that you were actually getting because of the winds and everything dirt from New Mexico that no, was not blowing New Mexico. in. Mexico. Mexico itself. The original Mexico. Not New Mexico. The yeah. original Mexico. <laughs> yes. Sounds yeah, like no, a restaurant. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, right? No, this was, um, yeah, it wasn't Casa Bonita, okay? It wasn't down the street from Casa Bonita in Denver. No. Um, 
I love that restaurant. I know, yeah. If you've never been to Denver, you gotta know oh, Casa yeah. Bonita. It was actually it's so famous. It was actually featured on an episode of South Park. Oh um, wow! But Casa Bonita is a great place. Anyway, uh, I'll, you, just look it up if you had never heard of it. Anyway, no, um, the storm came from Mexico, so Baja California, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It, it got all of that moisture and and the dirt uh, from Mexico brought it up, and there was a layer like you could see where all the snow was being laid down, there was a layer of brown all of a sudden, just right in the middle of it. And Misa and I were looking at it going, what is this? <laughs> like, why is there brown snow all of a sudden? And then to come to find out, it's all the dirt from Mexico. That's blowing in with that, man. Yeah. We had, um, uh, I did a remote on Saturday in the afternoon. And I get out there, and I'm not, I, I left my jacket in the car. Oh, I'm not going to need my jacket, right? It was a little cold. You live in Arizona. Right? You would think. 20 seconds, we got snow. For 20 seconds, snow was falling on the remote. Seriously. And, uh, seriously. We had, in uh, Tucson. In Tucson. We had snow up in the mountains. And, I lived it was, there for 10 years, and I only saw snow one time. It was on Easter. It seems like it's coming up every other year now that we're getting it. And we got some already this year. Uh, Tucson got a good dropping of it. But, yep. But we had snow, global warming. And it was like, oh, no. The, you know, are they, they going to cancel this thing? What's, what's going on? And then 20 seconds over, it was over. Would you would you believe that seriously, the next day was like 78 and sunny. It's just well, the way it works here. That's like Colorado. I mean, we'll have snow one day and 65 degrees the next day. How about Indiana? How did you guys get, get hit? It was just about 60 yesterday. And then today it was in the low 30s. And it's <laughs> it sleeted. See? It snowed about a half an inch today. See? And it, it just so happened it was right after we finished setting up cameras for tomorrow's event. So, oh no, perfect, perfect timing. We got them all covered up and then we got inside and it started sleeting. So, we were pretty thrilled that it was not happening, but it was very, very windy today. I think we had 30 to 40 mile an hour winds sustained with wow. 40 gusts. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild when, when you work right next to a big stadium like that. Uh, the wind just gets a wind tunnel right between oh, the two stadiums. I bet. So, what do you now? What do you do? Um, where like when you need to get your weather reports, like how do people always say, how do reporters get it? Do they get it from the meteorological society well, or where well, does that yeah. come from? Well, they, they, subscri- they subscri- usually a, a news station has a subscription to uh, WSI oh, is a big oh, yeah, one. Yeah, WSI or weather. Weathermax, I think it stands for or, Weather Systems International or yeah, WeatherMax. I mean, yeah, yeah there's a handful of different places. You subscribe to them, and they you basically just go and they provide the the radar generation and basically the they do their job. Stuff. Yeah, they do your job for you if you're a meteorologist. Yeah, you basically mm-hmm. you just you just look at the report and go, oh, okay, I'll be a pretty face on TV now, and I'm just going to talk about what they told me to talk about. But it was funny as Saturday morning, you know, I, I uh, there was nothing on the ground, and I I messaged my neighbor. I'm like, hey, you want to use a snowblower real quick? And he's like. <laughs> He was like, yeah, I wish I could be judged on my performance on my job the way a meteorologist can. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, it's so funny because they can be so wrong, yet they get to keep their jobs. Well, like, I, I don't get it. because Okay, so I'll go to National Weather Service, nws.com. I'll, I'll look there, and I'll get a forecast, and I'll look at the forecast, and it will say a 40% chance of rain, mostly sunny skies. and then But then you go to uh, weather.com, and it would be something completely different. Yep. Like completely uh, the other side of it. Now, I've heard of this site, Digital Underground. And I've yep. heard that uh, that's supposed to be like a good site for getting weather updates. Sean, well, wait, you've used hold it. Hold on. Digital Underground is a band. 
Well, I think there's, there's, it's just called it's just called Weather Underground. Yeah, weather Underground. That's yeah, it. Weather Underground. That's I got them mixed up. Yeah, Digital there, Underground was a band with Tupac, right? Oh my god! <laughs> yes. <sighs> <laughs> weather Underground. Thank you. Well, yeah, I subscribe it's, to Weather Underground. It's like it's like a dollar ninety nine a year. Oh, I didn't know you had to pay for it. No, well, you don't have to, but I I paid for it because well, I'm I'm want to support him, but literally a dollar ninety nine a year. Sure, I'll do that. You know what I have to do? You know, actually, what I found to be really helpful, I don't think anybody else does this. When I want to know what's going on weather-wise, like, I might log on to the web and look for webcams that are in certain towns. Like, yeah. maybe South Bend, or I want to see what's Earth going camp. on in, in uh, Earth, Earth Camp, camp yeah. and find out if they have a weather cam or camera that I can look. And that way I can look and go, okay, how's it looking? Oh, it's looking good. You so know what I do when I want to know what the weather's going to be like? I walk outside and look up at the sky, and then I and then I check my knees, and if my knees hurt, I know it's going to rain. You know what? That's it's like, the, it's like the people that hang a rock outside. <laughs> if it's if it's oh, the old bones are creaking. If it's dry, it's not raining. If yeah. it's wet, it's raining. If it's gone, tornado. Yeah, yeah, tornado. If it's gone, oh boy. You know, people are still talking about Bitcoin. Bitcoin has been continuing to do some amazing things. We need to really get uh, uh, our our buddies on from Crypto Coin Trader back onto the show, mm -hmm. and so they can kind of we explain get, it. We should get uh, Tim Pace. Tim Pace is kind of taking over a is lot he? of the operations. Yeah. Well, you know, so one thing that people don't understand is they get the news and they hear you know the media outlets all saying, "Well, Bitcoin has hit sixty one thousand." Yeah. Then they go, oh, that's great. And then you go back and you look and wait, oh, it's at 56 and on its way down. Sure. Yeah. Some people don't understand. They, they think, well, see, it's just failing. What is going on in that period when it hits this mark and then suddenly you see it start to drop? Well, I mean, it's 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 just like any typical stock. I mean, the thing about, the thing about crypto versus stocks, stocks are regulated. Mm -hmm. You know, they're regulated by the SEC. Uh, S-E-C. Yeah. Um, Crypto's the wild, wild west. There's no regulation on it yet. Now, there might be someday. But the thing is, is uh, people can pump and dump. That's what they call it, pump and dump. They'll, they'll, they'll talk big about a particular uh, crypto. Uh, you know, let's just say Bitcoin for this. Is Bitcoin's almost too big to do that nowadays. Ethereum. But, but yeah, Ethereum, yeah. even Ethereum's too big. I mean, like you're talking about like something like VeChain or, you know, Dod Dogecoin. Dogecoin's you know, Doge the one you coin. hear a lot. You yeah. about. So it's a big pump and dump thing. People are going to talk about it, get everybody to get all, you know, into it and buy it. And then the guys that have the guys or girls that have the most of the let's just say Dogecoin is, is the example. The guys and girls that have the most of it, they're just going to dump it. They're going to take their profits and they're going to walk away and leave everybody else with a big bag of nothing. Yeah, because there's no regulation on it and people can just get stuck holding a bag of nothing. But. When it comes to Bitcoin, this is what's going to happen is Bitcoin is going to get to a certain high and then people are going to say, you know what, this is a good point to take some profit. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to start selling. And when they start selling, the prices dip. Well, then those same people are going to say, well, you know what, now it's time to buy back in because now I can make a healthy profit. So I sold high, buy low, rinse, repeat. I mean, that's what happens. That's how people make money on this. Now, people like me, I just buy it and I hold on to it. For long-term storage, I'm not a trader. I don't have the time to trade constantly. Now, there's a lot of people out there that do. Like I just mentioned, a good buddy of ours, mine, Tim Pace, uh, Tim Pace from Crypto Coin Trader and, and a couple other different, um, you know, Facebook groups. 
He's a full-time trader. That's what he does. So he's constantly buying, selling, and looking at stocks when all they're on the low. All the time. Yes. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's a really good asset to have on, in your corner because every day he takes it out of his, he takes time out of his day to post analysis of what he sees in the market. Now, again, that's just his analysis, but he's so good at it that a lot of times what he's saying is it, what happens. Like, now we have to we have to do this. We have to say we're talking about this. We're not saying do it. We're not saying it's a smart thing to do. We're not advising. We're, we yeah. have to make we are sure not legally advisors. we got to tell you this stuff. Yeah. yeah, we're just saying our experiences from it. Yeah, and and what I like about what Tim is, he posts his analysis. He says, "Hey guys, this is what I'm seeing here," and he posts like a graph and he talks about lines and he points at things in his lines. And say, okay, this means this. This is what's going to happen with this. And, you know, this is what I think you should do if you're in this particular situation. And it's a lot of times ends up being true. And that's really cool. So, yeah, I'm going to reach out to him and see if he'd be interested in talking a little bit about it. It's been a while. It would be kind of cool. Um, so this week also on Monday, uh, there was a big issue with yeah. Microsoft Azure. Some people don't know like exactly what that means for them. Uh, and that basically related to authentication and people logging into some of their services that might be hosted on those servers, right? Yeah, so it's you know the it's it's an authentication server. So it's you log in, you get authenticated via Azure, and you either get in or you don't based on your whatever platform you're trying to use. Justin, you mentioned you use the dual authentication. Yeah, two factor authentication. Yep. Yeah. But it, it was. You know, Office, Dynamics, Teams, Xbox Live, and the Everything. Azure portal itself all suffered an outage from around 3.15 Eastern on March 15th until about 5.30 Eastern. You know, I so, wonder if this had anything to do with that SolarWinds hack. Because Microsoft still has holes and things that are affected by it. They haven't announced everything that was affected. They said, we've got a lot of things that are affected by that SolarWinds hack. I wonder if this could have been, you know, part of the... the, the Trying to the do effect. patches for it? it could and, be. Could yeah. be. Yeah, I kind of wonder. Yeah, maybe they rolled out a patch that kind of broke something and they had to roll back or... Yeah, that's a problem with some of that stuff. You hate, up, you hate patching or doing updates now because you don't know what is going to be... What, what's going to be the outcome. Matter of fact... rolling the dice. It really is. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the product I showed on television this week, I showed the T6 um, from Terriaza. It's a uh, an Atom, you know, Intel Atom-based uh, computer about the size of a large flash drive. And I don't know if you've seen this thing, um, but for people who want to be able to carry their PC with them, it plugs into the H HDMI port on a television. Uh, and then with Bluetooth, if you've got a Bluetooth, you know, keyboard or or mouse, you can go ahead and connect to it, and basically you've got a Windows 10 Pro computer there. They sell for 129 bucks. Oh, really? But one of the things they said is, don't do the updates because they found that when you do the updates, you know, like the you get you roll it up to 20 HD or some of the other Windows updates, you effectively kill the, the dual band Wi-Fi that's on the stick, and then. Then what do you do? Because there's no Ethernet <laughs> port on it. It's it's the size of a flash drive. Yeah. Um, so you know you gotta you gotta be really careful about that uh, when you're doing your updates. We always tell people update, update, but really seriously, gotta look into it, do some research before you do it, and make yeah. sure you back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this thing was uh, actually pretty cool. I just I got to, uh, we were supposed to show a product. I've been waiting, waiting. It hasn't arrived yet. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna have to buy something. 
I'm going to have to show it. What am I going to show? And my, I, I had two choices. Because remember, I got to keep this because I'm buying it. Yeah. So it was either buy a Western Digital one terabyte uh, M2, or go ahead and do this uh, this portable pocket PC. And I decided that would probably be a little cooler than showing off new hard drive technology. Although I really do want to get one of these M2 devices. People are saying they're super fast. Well, the uh, NVMe. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, NVMe drive and my computer. Uh, what is it? I think it's a terabyte. Yeah, terabyte. And that's where I put most of my games on now. I mean, I I actually recently just uninstalled Flight Simulator and then put it back on the NVMe drive. And I mean, yeah, NVMe drives fast, but, you know. Do you I, notice I, it I'm, really? Nope. No. Not on Flight Simulator, but I think that's because Flight Simulator just is not optimized yet. But, right. I mean, I haven't really tried any other games. Um, Valheim is the only other game I've been playing right now. But, yeah, Valheim launches almost instantly. But that, again, that's not a very graphical power, you know, powerhouse game like Flight Simulator is. But, uh, yeah, NVM, NVMe. Yeah, that's it. NVMe drives. non. What is it? Non-volatile memory. Yeah. Um, like something. The, it has to plug into a certain port uh, if you have the port. Only I have the on port. newer motherboards. Only on newer motherboards. Yeah. yeah. I've got the 170A uh, from uh, Asus, and it does have the port for it. So I thought, well, I wonder if I'm going to really benefit from it. So I don't know. And I asked my son, you know, who works a lot in tech, and he said, you know, you really didn't. He couldn't see the speed increase at all. Yeah. And it's a difference of about 30 bucks. If I was going to go buy, sure. you know, a one terabyte, you know, SSD, the, the difference is generally about 30 bucks. Takes up a lot less space, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But then again, SSDs are, are flat. I mean. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but this is like. <laughs> Literally the width and length of a stick of RAM, you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty small. Um, now I just have to come up with use for this this pocket PC. What are we going to do with it? Uh, I don't Plex know. server. There just you go. to make a server? Plex, Plex server. server. A Plexer. Well, I got I got Plex on my main computer. Should I just mm. make it make it and then plug it into the, uh, the router and just do it that way? No, it can't because it's HDMI. Uh, you yeah, could use no. it as a Plex player. Oh, just a Plex. A yeah, there you go. Because it has 64 gigabytes on it. So I could... Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Could do that. Man. I like that. Plex is doing all kinds of things now. I don't know if you saw it. They just added AMC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Plex did. They got... Well, not only AMC. They got a couple other ones, too. Yeah, they got think, IFC. They? they got a, 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 IFC, AMC. Uh, so you can wa watch The Walking Dead. And you don't have to pay for that. That comes with pl as yeah. Plex TV. Yep. So you get Plex, you know, get the app and you can watch it on your television or whatever, but now you have access to those. Um, somebody was asking me the other day about Tubi, if uh, Tubi was a good deal, if that was something. And that's, again, I believe that's a free source for you to watch shows that have commercials yeah, in them. Ad, yeah, ad, ad supported. I don't know what you watch. Uh, mostly between Netflix and just YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just you YouTube watch Pluto? Netflix, Netflix, Disney Plus, YouTube, YouTube TV. Do you watch any of the, those extra add-ons like, you know, like Pluto.tv or anything nah, like that? No, not me. I've got it on no. my uh, Sling, the Sling TV thing that I bought for to show on TV once because I had nothing to show. So I thought, oh, let me look at this. And I, I liked it. I really like it. And it has Plex. It has all my subscription to, under one device, which is pretty cool. Uh, and you know, I get, you get, uh, Tubi, you get, uh, you can put Plex on there. You get all kinds of great programming you can watch mm -hmm. on your TV. 
That makes it kind of cool. You know, people said it in the past, you know, with, when, when people started, you know, when companies are releasing these streaming services, you know, like, uh, well, I mean, it really just kind of start with Netflix, but then you got, you know, CBS All Access, which is now Paramount. And then you got, uh, man, I mean, just you, there's all these things. People are like, well, I'm just going to subscribe what I want to, and then, then I want to worry about the rest of them, and I can save money over cable. Well, people are doing HBO, and then they've got, you know, the, the HBO Max, and then Disney Plus, and then Netflix, and CBS All Access, and, and, and Peacock, and, and all these other ones. They're paying just as much, if, if not, not more, more yeah. than, than cable. Yeah, but that is still the future. I really, honestly, still believe that cable and satellite companies are going away, unless they completely shift focus and concentrate on uh, just being an ISP, you know, internet service provider, and actually giving people speeds that are necessary for today's age. I yeah. mean, there's so many people, millions of people that live in rural areas that still are less than a DSL, basically dial-up, and I'm sitting here with gigabit. Up and down. Yeah. I, yeah you know. I'm I'm really trying to convince my parents to jump on the Starlink because oh, yeah. they have they, they can get the beta now. So if they if they subscribe to it, they could pay the ninety nine bucks a month or whatever it is or whatever the fee is for the Starlink. And sure. I'm really curious would be to see if they're interested in it because they don't have good internet at their house. Even though you know, even though they're just outside of a small town, Comcast doesn't want to run the line down the street for one house. Yeah, and then you have to think about they're the only house on the street. Now, I'm a Comcast user. Um, Justin, you're who's providing your internet? CenturyLink, Central, and Sean. Well, now it's called Lumen, but Xfinity. So with Xfinity, we got a data cap. You know that's that's Lumen for us. Yeah, I don't have that. You know, and I don't understand. I have no understanding why are they putting the data cap when so many of us are using the technology because they can and and paying for money. Yeah. That's what it is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with more Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Andy Taylor. And I'm Justin Lemmy. So uh, this week uh, it was announced that uh, Google is going to be doing something very special for Pixel users. Uh, you may have heard that Google was going to get rid of their unlimited photo storage for their Google Photos. Yeah. But they decided for Pixel users, no. Oh, really? If you're a Pixel user, you will get that unlimited storage. So if I'm a Pixel user, but my wife uses the Samsung, I get the unlimited storage, but she still would have a storage limit. Yeah. She would still have it because their, the, their photos taken with the Pixel. Okay, but we pay. We pay uh, Google. I think I pay them two ninety nine a month for extra storage. Yeah. Well, so. you're you're just yeah. You're just gonna keep paying. Okay. For All them, right. we'll but still. now you know you you got the Pixel Five and you really didn't even tell us about it. Uh, oh, as far yeah. as what you thought about it, um, was it a good upgrade for you? I mean, did you like it? I do. I tell you, the, the probably the biggest thing for me uh, with the Pixel Five is I really miss my pop socket. You know, the That's little, it. The little thing on the back that I can put my fingers around to hold it. Well, no. Because How old are you? Forty. <laughs> no, but I got the case. I got the official Pixel case. Yeah. For Pixel Five, but it's kind of like a felt. I mean, it's not like a solid hard plastic, so I can't put a, a pop socket on the back because it's felt, so it doesn't actually stick. Oh wow. And yeah. So um, 
Do they sell like an OtterBox case for that? Well, they if, do, but I don't like OtterBox to be honest. I think OtterBox is just for me personally. It's just I know it's great for construction workers and things like that that want to bounce it around, and but it's just so bulky for me, and that's the thing I don't like about. It. Anyway, but I got the, this case for it, and it's hard for me to 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 hold it. Like I'm still getting used to actually holding it because I'm missing that that feel but the phone is smaller because it, it, i had the pixel 3 xl so the my, my phone is definitely smaller now but i do love the 90 hertz refresh rate on the screen you notice it oh yeah it's so it's so smooth um i i do notice that it's missing any type of button at all there's no more back button like on an android there's no home button and you kind of have to just learn how to swipe the screen left to right I'm kind of getting used to that. I mean, so it's, again, it, it's still Android, but I love the camera. 4K video at 60 frames a second. I love it. When I want to take a video and I want to upload it to something like Facebook, they compress it back down to 720p at 30 yeah. frames a second. So yeah. you, you totally lose all that fidelity with it. So yeah, if I really wanted to take a video, I kind of have to just upload it to YouTube, then share it from there, I guess. What is the best social media outlet, really, for sharing you know, your videos. Is it going to be YouTube None because of, of that? Well, maybe. Yeah, Vimeo, but you have to pay for it. Why do you say Vimeo over YouTube? You can you can control what resolutions you get. I feel like they compress it less. They give you the, the option to show the native resolution, and then they compress it down to a small, you know, the 1080, 720, the 360, whatever. For I had great success with Vimeo. I just couldn't. Uh, justify the 299 a year for the professional version anymore. 299 uh, a year. Two ninety nine a year for the professional version. Or where it's two dollars ninety nine. Yeah, or we're, we're like two hundred and ninety nine. Okay, we're, we're stuck on zeros there. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> you no, forgot yeah, the decimal no. there, Sean. <laughs> no, but I, I used it for my professional reels and stuff for a long time, and I haven't had to do that in a while, uh, just because I've been so stable in my job now. I really liked Vimeo for a, for a long time. Sean doesn't even need to have a demo reel if he ever wants to get back into television photography because sean's famous you, a lot of people don't know it yeah. you're the dude with the house party the house party photographer yep. dude <laughs> yeah it that's was featured me. on like john oliver and other things i mean your little I... video that you did was famous were you surprised it... when that happened yes and no um you know and it all happened by chance too because i love telling the story and we got lost trying to find this house because it was out you in and your reporter literal middle of nowhere me and we're driving around on it's like country road 29 mile marker three or something right it's <laughs> great and it's in rural macosta county which is about in the middle of the state of michigan so we finally we finally oh this is it this is it because you can tell the field was littered with beer cake like you clearly <laughs> tell there was massive yeah there. there was a party here so we're, we get there we pull up and i'm just shooting generic b-roll of the house and the trash and the, uh, all the stuff and to explain just real quick explain what b-roll is oh b-roll yeah. is just like scene setting right you go to a you go to a scene and you shoot generic like here's the house here's the sidewalk here's the grass here's the wide shot here's the tight shot it's basically it's everything just, except the interview yeah it's just yeah. showing people what the scene in is kind of setting the scene okay and then a car pulls in this guy in a sleeveless shirt gets out and he's got this goatee and he's just like hey what's up man i was like hey how's it going you know it's like did you were you here at this party last night and he goes yeah it was my house <laughs> <laughs> i had my camera set up so i had you were a, on a, his a, property right well, we were in the in the drive. We were in, just in the road, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can't, okay. You, you learn really quick not to trespass when you're working in news. Sure. Yeah. Um, would you mind just like talking about it, like talking about the party, showing me around? He's like, Yeah, sure. Come on, man. When I had my camera, I had made my own mount. 
for my stick mic, so it was just mounted to the camera. So I just popped off the stick mic and just put it in his face and was just walking around. Meanwhile, I'm trying to flag my reporter down who's just writing his 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 script in the truck. And we're just walking. We just start walking. He's like, yeah, let me show you inside. I'm like, Troy, this Troy, get great. over here. So right now we got to- This is great. This is, this is great, right? So we go in the house. And he's shown us around. The house is completely trashed. Carpets are soaked. A college party <laughs> gone wrong, right? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> but God, then there's this, right. there's this guy, middle-aged guy, literally laying in the middle of the living room floor. <laughs> it's passed, passed out. Passed out. The, the footage you don't see is like him going over and like kind of nudging him with his foot. And like, <laughs> right? Guy passed out on the floor. And this guy's just, I mean, he is out. I didn't make this kid pass out on my floor. <laughs> 14 hours later after the party and he's just passed out. He's on still the- there. But he's still alive. You know, he's going through this whole spiel about how parents are mad at him for he had this party. He's like, well, you know, parents, it's not my fault. I didn't force anything down any kid's throats. I didn't do this. I didn't make this kid pass out on the floor. And I have earbuds in the whole time. So I hear what he's talking about. So I just pan over and show the guy pass out on the floor with the camera. I didn't make this kid pass out on my floor. I mean, it's, it's, everybody says it was staged or fake. So it was just me reacting to the content I was shooting. And I'm like, oh, I might as well just show this kid pass out on the floor. <laughs> and then I went back. His face and then because was, his face is kind of hidden. So you don't see his face. It was unreal how that was, a, that happened on a Sunday, right? Because the party was Saturday night. We went and shot it on Sunday. The next day, Kim, Kimmel aired it on his yeah, show. Kimmel, yeah, Kimmel did. All right. Jimmy Kimmel aired on his show. And then it just went absolutely, it went all over the world. Our newsroom was blown up. The other stations actually stopped covering it because they couldn't compete with our coverage. It was just <laughs> unreal. You know, it, it was on every blog. It was on the Gawker. It was on, you know, every every national news outlet had it covered. Now, did they give you credit for it as being the... Just call me the camera guy. You know, it's just the camera guy. You know, just the camera guy. Because <laughs> everybody, you know, in, in all these, you know, all these blogs and stuff, people are like, props to the cameraman for the best shot, you know, and everything and stuff. Maybe a week later... The guy in the video reaches out to us and says, I want to reach out to Kimmel because I'm still alive. Because Kimmel said something about if he doesn't move until Thursday, call somebody. Or something. Oh, there yeah. you go. That's so good. He's like, he's like, I want to rebuttal to Kimmel. So we go and we interview this guy and we interviewed him. And it again, just <laughs> as funny as the other guy. I, just unbelievable. <laughs> when you know, when you're shooting news and you know you've got something good. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's yeah. gold. And it's gold. We aired it, and Kimmel picked it up again the next week. Oh, that's great! <laughs> aired it again, and it actually made his top five TV clips of the year. Oh, oh wow, gosh. that's awesome! In, in, in I think it was 2015, 2016. But, Is it still on YouTube? This video? Oh, it's still everywhere. Yeah, it's still everywhere. And it's funny because I talk to people about this, and they're like. Wait, you? That's you? You shot that? It's like, yeah, I know. It's it's not. You have to tell me you're not the guy on the floor. You have to tell me you're the guy shooting. I'm the camera guy. Well, I kind of had something similar. I was the engineer in the morning show, and they happened to go live, and they were trying to do this. uh, This guy had a water jetpack on, and he was like, you know, hey, say good morning. You know, it's like, and it's live right now. And he goes to take off. I remember this. And the reporter's watch clips the kill switch on the jetpack, and the guy just falls right into the water and then they go to the fox five you know like the thing and then the report the anchors are just laughing and they (laughs) cut back to it and the guy's back in the water and he's going back up and they're just laughing at it and initially i grabbed it 
and I put it up on YouTube right away, not knowing, you know, obviously I don't own the rights to this. Yeah. So the guy that, uh, who was the, the webmaster guy for that station, he was like, did you upload that? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you better not monetize that. What happens if I do? And he's like, you'll get sued because you don't own the rights to it. I'm like, okay, fine, fine. And I got, yeah. I got hit up by YouTube like three or four times. Like, are you sure you don't want to monetize this? Cause mm -hmm. you've got like. 5 million views on this video. And I'm like, yeah, I know I really want to, but I can't. Yeah, that thing got picked up by John Oliver, Jimmy Kimmel. I remember uh, seeing Jimmy, that. Jimmy when, Fallon. I remember seeing what had happened. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Just, and again, it all boils down to timing. With Sean's, it was timing. You it move the camera timing. at the oh, perfect it, time. It just, but it's just all of that whole day was just timing. It's like, hey, go cover this raver party. Okay, God. it's like two hours yeah. away. Do we have to drive all <laughs> the way out? Do we really? Yeah, now you don't. Then now we, you know then we got I, uh... lost, right? And then we're out in the middle of nowhere. Being there, the car pulling in, the guy getting out saying, yeah, this is my house. I'll show you around. It was just like, this is, this is, is this really this is happening gold. right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Right? Is this one of, it's one of those times in news where it's just like, you hit record and you don't stop. Yeah, yeah. For, there, any, for any reason. There is a really good yeah, YouTube page. If you ever get a chance to take a look at it, it's called News Be Funny. And every month they compile news bloopers. And it's, it's kind of funny because sometimes the host will go, well, this is going to make the blooper real. Um, yeah. And they send them in. Uh, Dee Cortez, who works in, uh, I think she's in Boulder, used to be here in Tucson, is a good friend of mine. I helped her, I helped her put together her reel for getting hired in Boulder. But she made one of them. You know, she ended up making the reel, which was kind of cool for that month. Well, but they do a, a year-end, and then they do a, a monthly. And they're just hilarious with things that happen, go wrong in the studio. I, I can usually tell because my, my uh, that Jetpack video that I told you about usually ends up making a lot of those news blooper reels. And I know that it gets featured somewhere because I'll start getting all these emails in my inbox from people making comments on my video like, oh, mm -hmm. that was funny. And it's like all of a sudden... I'll go like six months with no comments. And then all of a sudden I get like a hundred comments on it. I'm like, yep, somebody else big just picked it up. You know, <laughs> you want to, you want to know what I did uh, on our tech talk radio, YouTube, which we do have, please subscribe and follow. Um, I had no idea that people could leave comments what? and what I, it was about two months ago. I was like sitting on the page and I go, and I just downloaded YouTube creator studio and I went through and I found out that, Oh wait, People have left comments. Now, we're talking on videos that were created 12, 13 years ago. Oh, wow. So I was answering them. And most people were like, wait a minute, you're answering a comment for 12 years ago? And I oh, said, my gosh. yeah, that way I could say I did it. <laughs> and it's just, just hilarious. But, yeah, some good stuff. All right, now, really Sean good. shared the link. Is that the link with the? Yes. All right. So it's both. It's both the it's the the first interview with the guy. They're, it's both the interviews, the, the guy. And then the guy passed out on the floor. All right, we'll get I'm these. Tr I'm trying to find the, the Kimmel clip if I can. We'll get but. these in our blog at blog.techtalkradio.com so you it's can take worth, a look. It's worth the watch. If you don't know, if you haven't heard about it, maybe you've seen it, maybe you've watched it, maybe you saw it, and then you're going to go, oh, this is Sean from TikTok. This is great. Yeah. Um, it's worth the watch because it's just one of those scenarios where it's like, is this really happening? And is this person really giving us this interview? I just, the, the best part about this is the rebuttal. The guy is literally holding a Bud Light in his hand as oh, he's man. trying to give a rebuttal. And Not good. <laughs> no, he's holding a fifth of wild turkey. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, sorry. That's a yeah. little stronger. All right, yeah, we, so we got to take a little break. We come back. We're going to be talking about, seriously, uh, about phishing, scams, 
Some of those things you need to be aware of, and we've got a great guest, Rosemary Roller, going to be on with us, communication specialist with Go.Verizon. We'll talk about how they're making it possible for us to get high-speed internet everywhere we're at, but also why you should be aware of some of these phishing things that are going on. We'll uh, be back with more of that, and then we've got a website of the week. That's also on the way with Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemme. Find us on Twitter at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. And welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. Um, earlier this week, uh, my, uh, Verizon published a report about um, phishing attacks. And they were able to, to kind of go through data and find some of the states that were most vulnerable or at least most dangerous in these phishing attacks and ones that weren't. And it's kind of a really cool overview of what uh, what is going on with not only consumers but also companies when they're dealing with uh, getting online. And uh, we've invited Rosemary Roller, who is a communication specialist with Verizon. Uh, the company, of course, have put out the report to talk to us a little bit about, about that. Rosemary, it's great to talk to you. It's nice to talk to you, too. Now, tell us about this report that was issued this week. It, it kind of focuses on, you know, the consumers that are affected by cyber attacks. But this has got to be a concern as well for businesses and those locations that telecommuters are connecting to. Yeah, so uh, we work with go.verizon.com. Uh, we're an authorized premium partner of Verizon, and we put out a report on the safest states for telecommuters. We looked at a lot of different data points from data breaches and privacy laws, um, looked at how much money victims lost. And since we provide both business and residential internet and customers are working from home now more than ever, um, we wanted to make sure that everyone stays safe while working remote. And this is a great way for people to realize that there are attacks that are happening, phishing attacks uh, every day. Some people don't understand, though, like the difference between phishing and maybe uh, malware and data theft. How does that all kind of play together? Yeah, so phishing is a type of way that people steal data. So rather than someone hacking into your system to find the information, they basically position themselves as a trustworthy source or company to get somebody to give up their own personal information. Um, so it can come from someone also pretending to be a higher up or a coworker. Um, there's a lot of different ways people go about phishing, but it's essentially trying to get someone to give up their information voluntarily. I saw a report uh, recently too, that said a lot of us, we don't think about this, but in zoom calls or when we put, even when we publish videos or photos online, Sometimes we might have something that'll have a label behind us. And believe it or not, those those that are do want to do phishing can use that to help in a phishing attack by finding information or finding things you're interested in in the backgrounds of some of these these Zoom chats or or video posts that you find on social media. Exactly. People can often look on, at social media posts to find answers to security questions as well. So if your security question is you know, what's your dog's name? Um, mm-hmm. And you post a picture of your dog with their name. That's an easy way to find those security questions and hack into a profile. Gosh, I remember uh, some years ago before people were really, you know, really knowledgeable about this. They would do these these quizzes on Facebook and they would ask, oh, OK, to let us know a little bit about you. And they would they would publicly post where you went to school, what your parents middle name was, not realizing they're giving up a lot of information I've actually told people, if you posted it 10 years ago, go back and delete it. There's no reason for that to be there because it's just giving up a, a lot of information. 
Exactly. There's a lot of stuff that we put online voluntarily that people don't realize might be used against you. Or even if it's something, you know, that seems harmless, it can kind of be used as a trail to find um, where you are. It's definitely important to be mindful about what you're posting online and really think through things that might seem uh, harmless. Now, this is a really well done report that uh, Go.Verizon did. Um, The report kind of breaks down states, which has seen a large number of these attacks. Why, Why specifically do you think that these states that are listed in here as being the most dangerous have these types of attacks? Yeah, there's several reasons that go into what caused our ranking. So specifically Wyoming, they were, you know, considered to be the least safe on our list. Oh, wow. They have a million dollars in victim loss per 1,000 people from corporate breaches um, versus a lot of the category or the, a lot of the states that were in the top 10. Um, I think the maximum amount they had was like $16,000. So they also didn't have a ton of uh, internet privacy laws. And there's several factors that can go into these amounts. But the states that were the safest uh, had far fewer breaches and very little victim loss when they did have a breach. So when these people are doing these these phishing scams, uh, what really is the goal? Is the goal to get, you know, into a, a credit account, to a bank account, or is it really just to get the most amount of information so these hacks could be used tomorrow, next week, or even months down the line? Yeah, there's a lot of different reasons that hacking and phishing happens. And it's important to note, too, that a data breach doesn't just have to be someone maliciously hacking into someone's website. It can be as simple as a coworker not or someone not knowing that they have access to information and happen to come across a document that they aren't supposed to see in their company. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it can be something that's innocuous and, you know, oh, I happen to see that information and companies need to tighten up their data privacy. Or someone can come in, find information, and eventually use that to steal your identity. Yeah, in the past year, I mean, a lot of us have been working from home, but we're connecting to our corporate, you know, infrastructure what happens in between or what happens, what we're doing can be giving away a lot of information, which should actually put the company in jeopardy. Exactly. Which is why it's super important that companies not only have privacy uh, policies, but that they're continually educating their employees. I know personally, I've received uh, specific training on what to do with certain data. And I have to take a quiz at the end of if I see this information, you know, what can I do with it? And uh, it's important that companies, stay up to date with their policies and you know the field is ever evolving it's important to keep changing your policies as new information comes out now uh, how do these states privacy laws play into some of this we mentioned wyoming and wyoming you you don't think it was a hotbed for tech but their privacy laws are probably a lot different from some of these states which you know seem to to be faring a little better in this report can either protect someone from having or becoming a victim or supporting them if they are a victim so they can have legal action. Um, companies are part of those state laws. The companies have to follow the state laws where they're headquartered. Um, interestingly enough, South Carolina was the first state to pass legislation specifically for small businesses, but that was only in 2018. So things have changed a lot since then. Um as far as the privacy laws go, Wyoming only had one of 20 laws that we looked at. So something that a lot many states can do to up their score is enact more privacy laws that companies in those states have to follow, but that will protect individuals in the long run. Now, I know my, my company, for example, one of the companies I work for, um, they gave me the Kevin Mitnick test where, you know, he, and, and that's what he is doing these days is 
you know, uh, telling people how to be more secure, how to be safe, how to identify some of these phishing uh, issues. You know, as Verizon is offering high-speed connections, and like you said, for home uh, and for business, you know, how can users, you know, other than taking courses and seeing these, how can they protect themselves? There's actually a lot that individuals can do to protect themselves online. Um, Most places will allow for multi-factor authentication, which can sound onerous, but sometimes it's as easy as just, you know, logging in on your phone as a second source so that the apps know that it's you logging in. Mm -hmm. Um, Using an encrypted password manager is actually really helpful once you get over the initial hump of getting your passwords in and updating your software regularly so that the software that does enact more policies and protections um, is going to protect you in the long run as well. You know, Rosemary, I'm, I'm really looking forward to more of a rollout of 5G. And as we're seeing that on the, uh, you know, the horizon, we're going to see households able to use this technology from Verizon. Uh, are we going to be able to see that laptops or even our desktop systems, where instead of connecting through one of the big cable providers, we might be connecting everything now through Verizon? Yeah, so long story short, uh, if you have the right type of 5G in your area and as it continues to roll out, um, you have a device that supports 5G, you could technically work from anywhere by just using your phone as a hotspot. Mm-hmm. I know I personally have worked from my phone hotspot several times, which, you know, can have its own dangers and that you want to make sure that you're uh, protecting that network. But yeah, we're seeing a larger rollout of 5G. And even though our 4G LTE network is nearly as fast right now and is available in far more communities. Um, so people are still in good luck right now with the access that they have. But 5G will continue to roll out, you know, as time goes on. And we're excited to see users be able to use that in a more mobile capacity. In uh, many situations, say, you know, when somebody takes their, their mobile computer and they've got to go set up, uh, at, you know, they now go into coffee shops or, you know, donut place or whatever. And, you know, you're invited to use their, their uh, Wi-Fi connection. Aren't you really off the bat safer by actually having your own hotspot or even using your own uh, smartphone for the connection? That depends. I think the safest route in that would be whether you're using the hotspot or their public Wi-Fi is to make sure, um, A, that you've got password protection on your personal hotspot. But if you're going to be on any sort of public network or someone in public could find, uh, you'll want to use a VPN, so virtual private Uh, network that will mask your address so it makes it a little harder for people to take advantage of your software and they really aren't that hard to to set up a vpn is is pretty much you, you get the account you sign up and you're you're ready to use it exactly there's a ton of uh, different companies that offer vpns now i see ads for them all the time um people often use them even to just watch netflix in different countries so they have i've done a it wide range. <laughs> uh, that's that's how i saw the gordon lightfoot special months before it was yeah. available because it was available in canada which made it kind of neat. Now, our, our listeners, yeah. our, our listeners want to check out this report, Rosemary. Um, what, what's going to be the best way? Because I think everybody should take a look. At this report is on go.verizon.com/resources. You can find it there. Um, I will send you the exact URL that you're welcome to post on your website so that your listeners can find it. Um, but if they go to that resources page, it will be linked right there. Very cool. Now, tell us about the team at go.verizon. What now? What what is it? Pretty much everything that you do is it looking at. Uh, information and data like this uh, just to get the consumer more aware of what's available? That is exactly it. So we are an authorized premium premium partner of Verizon. Uh, We not only want to provide great service, but tips to stay safe online, everything from how 5G impacts a business to the best cities for small businesses. Um, We look at a lot of really interesting data that kind of 
covers the range of internet topics to keep everyone safe and entertained online. And that website address again? Go.verizon.com. Rosemary, it's great talking to you, and and we'll post that uh, on our website so our listeners can go through and uh, take a look and read this data. And, you know, if they've got relatives in other states, you might want to tell them just to be aware and to be safe and just just know what's out there and, you know, not to fall a victim to this because it is a— I mean, it's a it's a billion dollar problem where people are able to get into accounts and steal all kinds of information, not only now, but like you said, like we said, down the line. You got it right, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. Very cool. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. And now back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Andy Taylor. All right. So we were talking about uh, website of the week and it was actually, you know, Justin, you were talking to us about this earlier and I think it's actually a really cool idea. I found out about it by watching a YouTube channel, and that was one of their their, their sponsors for this particular video. But, um, you know, it, it, I kind of found myself agreeing with it. Like, people, you know, you wake up, you reach for your phone, you know, you, you want to look at what's going on. You end up just browsing social media for 5, 10, 30 minutes, and you come away from that not really knowing anything better. Or you get dropped into Advil, which I understand, you know, they need to make ads. The ads make them money. But have you ever done that? You like you, yeah. you get on the news feed and you start sc- scrolling, and then you see a story. Oh, this would be interesting. You try to follow it, and you just can't because there's just so many ads. You want more of the story? You got to click here. You yeah, know, one of those it, things. It is, and it, so it, people just keep doing that. But this, there's a there's a website out there called uh, Morning Brew, and uh, it's it's an email list. It's free, um, so you can go to morningbrew.com. And you can sign up for an email list. And what it does is it basically sends you a an email Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with updates from every type of topic you can imagine, from technology to world politics to uh, finance, entertainment, things like that. Just basically anything that's happening in the world right now, they put it all into one very easy to read uh, email, and it's kind of like TLDR. There's another, you know, another. Website oh, I love that. That's what Sean told me about that one. Yeah, yeah TLDR is it. another one. Uh, but this is, yeah. So this is, uh, it's called the Morning Brew, and so I subscribe to it. Uh, just it's, again, it's free, and I got my first one on Monday morning, and it was actually interesting because it it showed me a couple of things that I had no idea that were going on in the world, and then they also have a couple spinoffs uh, from the Morning Brew. There's another one called Emerging Tech Brew. So that's just basically all about technology, all new technology coming out. I've seen their stuff on Twitter, and I thought it was pretty good, which is uh, at Morning Brew. And you could sign up there. Um, they've yep. got like 151,000 followers of people checking out some of the stuff that so they've they're done. They're relatively new. Yeah. I, I like the tech stuff. I like the tech stuff on TLDR, um, yep. which is always really good. Now, CTA also puts out some stuff if you're on Twitter and you want to follow them, that's the Consumer Technology Association. They post a lot of good stuff, uh, stuff that happens daily, like what's the big emerging tech trend for the day, the whole bit. So those are some good ones. But this is a good one. I like it uh, for our website of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Morningbrew.com. I just, checked it out. I just checked it out, and it looks pretty legit. I just bruised, uh, breezed through the brew. and. All right. Well, that's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. Be sure to tune in next week. Tell your friends. Subscribe. You can find us on all the major uh, major sources for streaming out there and of course listening to us right here on the radio as well so we appreciate each and every one of you thank you very much i'm andy taylor i'm shonda weird and i'm justin lemme have yourselves a great week